Hello, this is Dr. Eggman interrupting this broadcast to beckon you not listen to the new Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Do not sign up at the $10 DJ Toad tier to get all new episodes of Sonic Adventure Games Club. Do not support patreon.com slash supernpcradio's in-depth coverage of Sonic Adventure and those godforsaken chows. Support me, Dr. Eggman. I stand for progress. I stand for Sorry to ruin your fun, egghead, but no one can stop people from listening to the Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Freaks love this stuff. Right, Otacon? That's right, Sonic. I just missed myself. Yo, foiled again. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. This is the podcast where I, your dear host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. Uh, We'll talk on the show as much about what made playing that game special and memorable to our guest as we will get into the context of how they fell in love with it for the first time and let them call me by their game. Uh, my voice cracks right there. Uh, just for the, you know, the listener probably knows this, but I've been going through puberty for what am I? 32, uh, 21 years at this point. Uh, anyway, a little housekeeping up top, uh, is that if you're on social media, you can find us all over the freaking place. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and blue sky on, uh, and anything that we plug today, whether it be myself or our guest, uh, there are links in the show notes. So you can go ahead and click there. Uh, and you don't even have to search it. It's right there on your podcast feed. You can support the show a few other different ways. You can leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts, uh, preferably of the positive variety. Uh, and if it's on Apple, I can read those and I will read it on the show because it means a lot to me to hear what people are enjoying about the podcast and, and what their favorite parts are. And also it helps more people find us. So it's a bit of a uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours sort of situation. Um, so yeah, and if you if you leave a review anywhere else, send it to me on social media and I'd be more than happy to read it. I just, those aren't public anywhere except Apple. Uh, you can also share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general or the game that our guest has brought on for the main event today. Uh, we also have a Discord if you want to have uh, conversations with some other wonderful, fun people about all the podcasts on the network or, or let, I'm looking down the Discord here, movie and we have a movie and television channel. We got a sports channel. We got something for everybody over there. And lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. Uh, we're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. At some point on this podcast, you're going to hear an ad for our current Sonic Adventure Games Club, which airs every single Friday for all those DJ toads. Uh, we have a bunch of great bonus stuff. So if you like me and you like the people I have on the show, I think you're going to like what you find over there. Um but that's it for the housekeeping, and I'll finally introduce our guest for today. So please welcome to the microphone, improviser, Olympic athlete, and Nobel Prize winner, Meredith Dillon. Hi! <laughs> hey, welcome on the pod. Uh, as I was doing the, um, the housekeeping, talking about our Patreon, 
it, it, it's kind of going to tie into something, a conversation we were having uh, that won't be on the podcast because it was before I introduced the show. But weren't <laughs> you on an episode of Tyler's uh, brief Patreon show, Stario Chart? I was. Yeah, okay, I thought for sure you were one of those guests, which, you know, full disclosure, we were talking <laughs> about like horoscope stuff and how much or little we subscribe to it. Uh, just a little thought I had. Didn't really have anywhere I was going with that. But um, do you remember anything about being on that show? I did do that show. It was Tyler and Brent, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Two two guys that I just love. Um, I mostly remember like, I thought that they were going to kind of be like trolly about it, but they were like pretty interested, which yeah. was nice. And like, I almost was like, oh, I think they know. I think they think I know way more about this than I actually do. Like I'm a pretty <laughs> casual subscriber to, to astrology. Yes. And I think they thought they were like going to get like a tarot card reading or something out of me, but that's not, I'm not it's not that deep. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I love those two. Um, this is a bit of an inside joke, but I'll refer to him as Tyler Moss for the rest of the podcast. Uh, uh, it's something maybe no one's going to understand, but Tyler Moss, great <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, I love those uh, it was a short-lived uh, bonus podcast on our network, but I really liked Stario Chart. I, I also like Brent and Tyler's dynamic a lot. Yes, I, I they're like two of the same. It's like a photocopy. Like they're like, especially like their mannerisms because like they grew up doing comedy together yes. in Seattle. So like they have such a similar sensibility and it's like, it's like doing a podcast with like twins almost. Yes. Yeah. That's so funny. We're doing podcast with uh, or doing or listening to a podcast with Nick and his co or Tyler and his co-host Nick is like, what if a older brother and a younger brother were at each other's throats the entire time? Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, is this a bit or not? And you have to ask them all the time. It turns out they're not even sure. <laughs> it is doing their podcast is very kind of like. Like, what if, like, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell's characters from Step Brothers were, like, real and had a podcast yeah. together? <laughs> it's, like, kind of what it's giving. Like, yes. it's very love-hate in a mm -hmm. very endearing way. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I do love those boys. Go listen to the Reactivators <sighs> podcast, folks. It's a part of this network, too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on that one, too. Check that out. Yes, I think multiple episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. Few, I remember um, your um, – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, they like to have me on on New Year's. They like to have me as the New Year's guest. That's right. Oh, yeah. So I've so had like, a few they, times. They better bring you back this year. They better if they. Oh, if they replace me. Oh, oh, trouble. Don't trouble get in the me started. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember your. I think you came on and talked about Katamari Damacy. I did. Uh, yeah. Once, and then uh, I think the second time I was on, there was like nothing really that I was playing. Or I think I talked about Undertale one time. Oh, cool. And then I think one time I was on with Casey Rosario. Yes. And there was no like new games I was playing at the time that they hadn't already covered. So I think I just talked about it. I was going through a really big phase of playing a mobile Yahtzee game on my phone <laughs> called Yahtzee with Buddies. That's great. <laughs> I still am a big, big lover and a big champion of Yahtzee. That sounds like uh, just such a joyful app. Uh, I love that. We've we've actually had someone come on the show and talk about a mobile game before. Um, so yeah. like... It's not unprecedented. And, you know, I even if it's just like an adaptation of essentially a board game, I guess you would call Yahtzee. It's, it's, a, it's like a dice game. Yeah. It's like not even a board game. Yeah. It, it counts for me, but uh, I do love when we have uh, some off the beaten path of what you would yeah. consider like a normal video game. Uh -huh. um, 
anyway uh meredith i'm so excited to have you on uh uh like i said i love your appearances on those shows i love seeing you around town um you and i know each other like i know the majority of the guests through the los angeles improv community and why i always get excited for these episodes because i can't always remember how when i first met someone but i do remember meeting you for the first time oh really yes and i think you will i think remember this too once i say it um Picture this, Los Angeles, California. I think September 2018 must have been the time. That sounds about right. We're going yeah. in for our final Herald audition, the second callback. And who's in my group? None other than Meredith Dillon. We had Oh, a, my God. Um, It was you. I think I remember the whole group because I believe everybody who was in this group, if they didn't get on this round, they got on at some point, was you, myself, Andrew Grace, uh, Joe Fahey, future guest of the show, who I, I never schedule with, but I've always been like, yeah, you should come on, bro. Uh, Zane Tracy, um, Anna Salinas, yes. Madison Lanasey, yeah. and there's one person I'm forgetting. Was it Nabil? I, I think Nabil was a different round. I think that was yes. a different year. I actually was in the final callback with Nabil the next year, strangely. Um, oh, weird. Yeah, so... Um, build a crossover there though but anyway wow, whoever the eighth person recall. is i think you got on Harold night so uh just forget <laughs> me but uh that's when we met for the first time and i don't think i don't even know if you were doing indie improv at the time um but i Probably i just, just barely yeah because i at the at the time i was running tuesday night thunder so almost every new improviser i saw at least one time and i don't think i had seen you yet so I was like, who's this new, you know, it's not, not that it's threatening to have someone you don't, it's not on your radar for Harold Knight to be in your group. But I was like, I don't know who this person is. She's really funny. And uh, oh, thanks. you're welcome. And then I think, cause you got on mess hall that round and you were on Mike's yeah. team, correct? Yes. Yeah. I was on team with Mike, Ethan, uh, Lisa. Gosh. Uh, I should, I should probably use last names. Cause listen, I don't know the listeners that this plugged into the it, LA and you scene. Oh, but yeah, it Lisa comes up on every episode. Got, yeah. Yes. Lisa Gilroy, who like after like a month of the run got plucked up to be on Harold Knight now is playing Ass Cat with like friggin' Darcy Carden and Carl yes. Tart, which is like amazing. Um and yeah, Sam D was on that team. Oh yeah. Five out of the eight people that were on that mess hall team are now on Harold Knight. My goodness. Which That's is crazy. so cool. Uh yeah. I so I, I think it was, you know, after that point that like I would see you around more and I think probably started to like get to know you better, maybe, like at least a year after, if not a little yeah. more. Um, so like my memories of, of, you know, like when I think about knowing you, it's a lot of, of course, like, uh, improv shows, you know, now you're on Herald night as well. Um, so seeing you around, we have, we have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. Um, and of course just out in the LA scene, just getting our party oh, yeah. on dude. Just partying, dude. <laughs> just standing around on a patio, yes. drinking a $15 cocktail. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, and then the next morning being more tired than you've ever been in your life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I've gotten to know you through that. I've gotten to like, occasionally I get to see Will as well. And always, he's always yes. so lovely. My lovely um, boyfriend. Uh, just an absolute sweetheart. So that's, you know, how we know each other. Um, uh, and and that and it's my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, no, I love the fact that you remember because to me, you're just like this person that's just like, oh yeah, I know Connor. Like yes. I've always, like I, like I, as far as I know, I've known Connor since I was born. Like I can't tell you, like when I, yes. when I ever met you, just, you are a person that exists in my life. So yes. I'm, it's, it makes me happy to hear that you do remember the first occasion. I think I was probably so 
intimidated and nervous to be yes. in that group with those people because I of course recognized all of you yeah. from like clubhouse and shows and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I was probably just like blacking out from nerves so <laughs> very very possible and kind of like a child who at some point gains like consciousness because at some point when we we're kids like we, we start to like remember stuff right yeah it's yeah. like I was just around like one of your parents friends or something <laughs> like that <laughs> um you are of course that much older than me Yes. You, uh, yeah, you are, of course, in your mid-60s. Yes, yeah. despite how I sound or <laughs> my appearance, it is true. And, and I don't normally talk about my age on the show, but it's true. Um, so, oh, yeah. And like I said, I don't always remember, like, the specific moment. So I was – I always get really excited when I – I don't know why, what I can share with my guests. And I'm like, no, this was the time. Yeah, It's a flex. That's... It's like, okay, I have good recall. Like, my brain work good. Yes, and yeah, I expect awesome. everyone to be impressed by it. Um. <laughs> So, you know, that's how I know you, but what do you want to share about yourself uh, with the listener today? Well, my intro was a little bit of a two lies and a truth. I'll let you guess which one is <gasps> true. Ooh. <laughs> Just based on the way that Connor knows me, and I know Connor, <laughs> I think you could probably deduce. Yes. Um, yeah. Two I'm, lies uh, and a truth. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm an improviser. I'm on a Herald team at UCB Theater. I am also now like heavily into the indie scene as well through a great organization called We Improv. Mm-hmm. If you're in the LA area uh, and you have an interest, that's a great place to to get your get your feet wet. I guess is the phrase. I um, think so. I almost said get your teeth wet. That is your teeth stay wet. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they, um, I guess they are mostly wet. Yeah, unless that you're like sense. smiling on a roller coaster. I guess at the end, <laughs> they're dry. <laughs> yes, but. Uh, yeah, I play with a team called Shag, uh, uh, an incredible team of women that I'm so, so proud to be a part of. Uh, we have a monthly show at UCB called uh, The Girls and the Gays. We share the hour with an all-queer team uh, called The Agenda. And then I also am on a team called Free Puppies. That was my first indie team. That was probably the first time you ever saw me around at the clubhouse. As soon uh, as you said was- it, I was like, that is uh, bringing yeah. that, like, I'm traveling back in time. Free Puppies, yeah. of course. That was the first indie team I ever joined. Um and it was a team that was already existed and they were like, had, had, had a team change up to where they were like, oh no, we're six white guys and a girl. We probably <laughs> need another girl. Classic so uh, improv in. team. <laughs> yeah. Classic, classic improv debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still play with them. Love those guys. They're my Aww. best friends. Um, so yeah, you can, you can catch me around town. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm a goofy gal and I'm, and I'm out and about and come see me be on stage and be just so so ridiculous it's my favorite thing to do i love it yeah you, you can catch meredith with uh with the herald team headbutt which oh yeah that's my herald team name <laughs> yeah headbutt. oh no it's okay I, are we i'm gonna go ahead and rip or rip up pull up the schedule right now i know we're the same nights moving forward now that it's the oh, consistent nice. schedule but i don't i think we're paired with rumors is what i want to say oh okay yeah um and rumors, an... another great herald team my shag teammate Anna Bitzaler on rumors uh, she's an absolute freaking star See one of the goats yeah we've had a few um yes yeah, so yeah well, we are up at the same night starting on the 18th uh just nice. different hours but yeah we've had several um several shag members uh on the on the pod in the last like six months we've had both uh Anna and Isabella um nice. and oh, then love them. a couple of headbutters uh before as well both Asan and Austin uh, anyway yeah Very you're nice. a wonderful improviser go go check her out folks um and hey maybe just stay for the whole night and you'll see both of us perform um yeah I won't be staying for the whole night I'm not gonna watch Connor's team I'm gonna go drink at birds because no, that's them, right 
that's the move. Uh, do it while you can, while you're still young. Um, so um, we're going to, of course, be talking uh, about, uh, you know, your history with video games and all sorts of stuff today. But before we do that, will you do me a favor and introduce what you've the game you've brought on today and call me by your game? Well, Connor, the game I've brought on today that I will be calling you is Animal Crossing for the GameCube. So your new name is Animal Crossing for the GameCube, McCabe. Ooh, I love that. Uh, and, and it just <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Uh, can't wait to hear about your experience with this one. This is one that I uh, I've played a, a decent amount uh, in my life, too, which is so it's always fun to see what someone else uh, thinks about it. Um, but let's get into your just general history with games. Meredith, do you remember the first time you played a video game or like an early memory of something like that? Yes. So I have been like aware of and around video games for my entire life because I have a brother who's three and a half years older than me. And for as long as I can remember, we have had a gaming system in the house. Mm -hmm. My brother has constantly been gaming. He was like, never like a sporty kid. Like my parents tried to get him to do a few sports, but he was just really freaking good at video games. And he's super smart and he's like very successful and doing amazing now because games like, especially like RPGs are really, people are like, Oh, it like kills your brain or whatever. But RPGs is like problem solving and, and, and puzzles and, like reasoning so it's i think it actually is like kind of beneficial uh, can um, we go ahead and uh, clip this for the case why video games are good okay thank you <laughs> great i'm oh, with yeah, you <laughs> i'll happily testify i'll happily testify um but yeah i remember we had uh snes because he was always going to our neighbor's house and playing theirs and i guess like at a point our neighbor's mom was like your, your son keeps coming over when my son is not here and asking to play the <laughs> Nintendo. So my mom just finally got him one for Christmas. I remember, oh, there's a there's a, a, a old camcorder recording of it somewhere um, of my brother opening an N64 on Christmas. And yes. I didn't really play video games because I was like, I was too little. Like I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And he also would never explain it to me because he was like, you can figure it out. You can, he, he like, this is this thing about my brother where he thinks that I like, am as intelligent in the same ways as him yes and so he like refuses ever to explain anything to me which is like so fucking frustrating <laughs> um and was kind of like a reason i didn't play video games for a long time yeah i was just like this is his thing he's good at it i'm not i will just watch him uh, but i remember when he opened the n64 on christmas he like screamed and so i just kind of got caught up in the moment and so i was like screaming my head off knowing yeah. like damn well i had no idea how to play any of the games on it except for early ones that we did play together I couldn't, I, I didn't do RPGs because I couldn't understand it probably because I couldn't fucking read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's like half of those games. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of reading. Yeah. Um, again, add that to the case why video games are good for children. There we go. Um, but once I think like Mario Party, then I started playing Mario Party with mm. him and I would sometimes play Mario Kart with him, but on the N64, I think I was just too little still and I didn't really have the fine motor skills. By the time we had the GameCube, and Double Dash was out, we would play a lot of Mario Kart oh, together. Fun. Um, like I have distinct memories of like sitting uh in a playroom together with like the lights off and like one of those Costco sized cartons of um goldfish. And oh, then like yes. And then like a two liter bottle of Dr. Pepper that we would just pass back and forth. Hell yeah. And, like, <laughs> Swig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my brother and I like we are very, we're very different people. We argued a lot as children. We didn't really, we weren't really like friends as kids, but video games was kind of the one thing hmm. that we could come together on. Yeah. Uh, and like kind of still is like every Christmas he gets me a video game, um, which is really sweet. Um, but yeah, that was like kind of my 
my childhood with like but like the Zelda games and stuff I would yes. always just watch him play I watched him play a lot of Banjo-Kazooie yeah. and he would be like do you want to try and I would get like nervous because he yeah. was so good at every video game uh-huh. I was like I'm not gonna embarrass myself yes <laughs> and then like wow. uh Smash Brothers Super Smash Brothers Melee on the GameCube that was yeah. the one where he would just like I mean pummel me into the fucking ground to the point where I'd be like running downstairs in tears and my mom would be like Bradley it's a good big brother thing to do let her win every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> or you could even in that game uh you could play on the same team against a computer yeah we would do that we would okay, do that cool, too cool, cool, but yeah. he would play as roy and just oh. there was this one fucking move it was like the cheapest fucking move ever and he would just it, it, like annihilate me but i think he was playing with me like that not because he wanted to like bully me into the ground but because he genuinely thought that i would eventually get better and like yeah. get good enough to beat him but it's like i don't have the patience or like the 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 humility for this yeah. um <laughs> an important but, couple of factors to get good at a tough game when your older brother is way more skilled at the time yeah patience yeah. and humility neither of those things uh, do i really uh have in spades so can, can i ask you a couple of questions really quick yeah of course there's, this is so rich and there's so much here well uh, one i'll have a i have a question and then I have an observation. And the question is, have you seen the video of like the N64 kid video? Yes. Where he opens at a Christmas. Is it? Yes. Or, is that your brother? Yes. Or it's not him, <laughs> but it's like that was the magnitude. And yes. then I matched his energy. Yes. But like yeah, the little sister like, in the video. I mean, I don't think it's me. I don't think my parents know how to up. <laughs> I don't think I don't think my parents know how to upload. Yes. Footage from like whatever kind of little cassette that was to mm-hmm. the Internet. But like. That might as well have been us. Yeah, there's so I I I assumed well, I know it wasn't you because they eventually did have like like 20 years later, I think that brother and sister went on like a talk show and it was like uh like an afternoon talk show and we're like played Ugh. the video and then it cuts and then they're like talking about it. But so many this is like a recurring thing on the show about the N64 specifically. And it's probably mm-hmm. because of, you know, our age range here. And I, I think I'm probably like, I'm 32 turning 33. I feel like I'm probably pretty close to your brother's age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You are. He, I think you guys are the exact same age actually. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, there we go. Um, But there, it's just a, it's been such a, a common thing on the show for people to cite opening the N64 on Christmas and having that just like explosion of excitement and yeah. like literally yelling out. So uh, I just wanted to point that out. Um, and 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 I love hearing you echoing the excitement too. It's so sweet. Yeah. Um, I remember because I remember he was like so excited about the graphics. He was like, yes. these graphics are like, like monumental. Like these are <laughs> like going to change the world of gaming, yeah. which they did, you know, like. The graphics on the N64, like you're going from SNES yeah. to the N64, the change in graphics is like huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the all the, the 3D models and like and whatnot yeah. was like unlike anything we'd really seen at home. Uh, totally. And so that was my my like question. My observation is that it sounds like you and your brother had such a similar relationship that like me and my younger sister had oh really yes like down to like the games you were like citing that you would watch him play but not play yourself uh Uh, and and also genuinely the relationship dynamic where we were not friends as kids uh we did not get along very well we had some harmonious moments like that um Uh and then now like we love each other and i actually got her uh brag got her a switch for her uh 
as her wedding gift this year. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Every time I come home and I'm actually going to see her this week uh, for her birthday, funny enough, um, she's always like, oh, bring bring the Switch and bring Mario Kart because she likes to uh-huh. like that's the way that we would bond as kids. And so she yeah. still loves it. So, yeah. Um, anyway, just wanted to make that observation just because I was just like, wow, everything. I mean, I think a lot of this is probably sort of common if you have like this same age gap mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm siblings but um i don't know i was just uh touched by it it was really sweet yeah and i i mean i bought a switch for myself during uh covid quarantine and then ever since then every year for christmas he's and for my birthday typically as well he'll buy me a game and so like recently he bought me pikmin 3 oh um, yeah Pik- pikmin was one of the games i used to watch him play oh, when i was a cool, kid and yeah. i loved it i thought they were so cute um sonic adventure 2 battle director's cut of course the chow garden had to be in on that so good. um uh, the chow like he would play the game and then I would just play the chow garden there were a few levels that I would play like the the earlier levels that were not so difficult I would mm-hmm. play also um and then as I got older um we really loved rock band we had rock band oh, sick. Um, and he had that we had the drum set and everything and he would do the drums my whole family would play together yeah so we had two guitars the drums and the microphone and I would sing my parents would play guitar and my brother would drum that and it is was like like the pitch for the game <laughs> It was so, it was really like, cause my, okay. My parents were amazing, really amazing parents in that they like, t- t- like really made an effort to take an interest in the things that we were interested in. Oh, so like wow. my brother was interested in video games. So my dad bought a Game Boy Advance and bought Fire Emblem and bought Advance Wars and would play while he walked on the Nordic track, um, which like throwback. Wow. Um, yeah, because so they, they would have something to talk about and something to kind of do together. And then like when I started reading YA novels, my mom got really into like Twilight and Hunger Games and like all these YA novels that I was reading so that we would have something to kind of do and talk about together. Yeah. Which was so kind and wonderful. That's of them. And I, so I'm, sweet. Yeah, my brother and I are both super close with our parents. Um, yeah. Oh, I want to make one observation too, which is like your dad could have picked like a way more simple Game Boy Advance game than like a tactical RPG like Fire Emblem. And that's such like a crunchy game that like, what a choice. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's just what Brad was into. And yeah. I think my dad liked that it was like military strategy. It felt mm-hmm. like a little more adult. Sure, um, yes. So he kind of could get into it. And he still, he has like whatever, a DS light, and he will get on the treadmill and play Advance Wars. That's so on cool. On the treadmill, like still to this day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And wow. um. Yeah, it was, it's a really sweet, special thing for, for my whole family. And then like, also obviously when we had the Wii, that was huge. We would play Wii sports together. Video games are like huge, not just for me and my brother, but like for my whole family Yeah, and like the way that we've bonded over the years. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was kind of a hater when I was a kid. Cause I think I was just like salty that I wasn't good at it, but the older I got, the more it was like kind of a boon for my brother and I's relationship. Yes, I love hearing that. Now, you, you obviously talked about getting a Switch a couple years ago. Did you ever have your own, like, Game Boy, or was, or was the Switch oh, yeah. your first? Oh, no, I had my own Game Boy. I think I had my own Game Boy Color. Oh, cool. I had a few games for it. The only one I can remember is Rugrats in Paris. And I remember That's sitting, all you need to remember. I remember sitting on the floor in my childhood bedroom in like my so my parents when I was 10 we moved from Tennessee to Chicago and oh, I remember wow. sitting on the floor in my childhood bedroom in Tennessee and playing Rugrats in Paris I had no idea what the fuck I was doing it's an RPG I like couldn't figure anything out but just like playing the same level over and over and over again and eating a whole bucket of Boy Scout popcorn like to the point where I was like 
feeling really sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I had um, a, a Game Boy Advance. Cool. And or maybe it was my brother's color that I was using because he also had the Game Boy Pocket, the original. Oh, wow. Um, but then I think I finally got my own DS. I had my own... Oh my god, I just remembered this. I had my own Game Boy DS. <laughs> Obviously, Nintendogs was the goat. Oh, um, yeah. But my brother and I, we would go stay at my grandmommy's house. We would stay in this room that had twin beds. And we would lay in our beds and picto-chat each other on, no our, way. on our DSs. Yeah, and like draw. <laughs> like the stupidest stuff. stuff? Yeah, like draw like a stick figure with boobs and like send it to each <laughs> other. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um... Yeah. Oh man, I remember that. We yeah, we would like text each other on our DSs in the same bedroom at yeah. night. I think maybe we were just trying to be quiet, not to wake up our grandmommy, but also like just to be kids, you totally. know? Yeah. That was a, that was that's such a sweet memory. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Um. Uh. I oh I I meant to earlier. My brain is working really slow today, but I wanted to just uh say that goldfish goaded snack and it truly like specifically with video games as a kid. You talked about Dr Pepper. Um, I wasn't a Dr. Pepper kid. We only drink diet sodas in my home. Uh, but I, like, I'm a diet soda girl now too. The full sugar ones, the aftertaste, I don't like it. Yeah. It's a little, it's because I grew up on diet. It's like what I like. So I'm yeah. cursed in that way, but I do mm-hmm. like it. So yeah. if I could just have like, I've talked about it before, but my, my nostalgia gaming snack would be like a bowl of goldfish and like huh. a crispy diet Coke. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Delicious. Yes. Um, uh yeah sorry to, to interrupt your um your story but uh <laughs> i had to share that uh you had to share it and i feel now compelled to share that because i grew up drinking skim milk in my family i en- i actually really enjoy skim milk like i wow. like it better than almond milk oat milk two percent one percent it's it's water it's water it's milk flavored water <laughs> and it's what i like it's juicy, yes you know like i like it yeah uh where did you live in Tennessee in Memphis oh really yeah so I mean in the suburbs but yeah so my both of my parents are from Memphis and we lived there from the time I was a baby until I was in fifth grade and then we moved uh right before I started fifth grade to the suburbs of Chicago for and my dad had a job opportunity okay and then we lived there until I finished high school and then my parents moved back to Memphis um because that's where all of our extended family is and all their friends and stuff but they actually, my dad's job had changed again to where he could have moved when I was like a sophomore in high school, but they stayed till I finished because they were like, she's got two years left of high school. Yeah. She's got friends. She seems happy. Let's just stay. Yeah. Let's not and pull her away it. from this if we don't have to. Um, yeah. That's cool. I was asking because I have uh, I have family who actually were first in San Diego, my cousins, my aunt and uncle, and then they moved to Knoxville uh, in like, like when they were like around the age that yeah. uh, you were. Um, mm-hmm. so I was just curious, but that's, that's really cool. Um, I would love to know for you, um, like after, you know, move, maybe moving out and when you weren't at home, did you play games like in like, I don't know if you went to college, but what your college years would have been or after that, or yeah, was it like a you, quiet period for you? Yeah. In college, I wasn't really gaming. Maybe when I was home for mm-hmm. holidays or whatever, if my brother was there, yeah. maybe we would play a little rock band or play a little wario wear for the wii another yes. one that i loved it's my yeah, favorite wario wear well i think there there might be two but i like smooth moves if you know that one. Oh yeah 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 
we would do WarioWare, we would do Rock Band, maybe some Mario Kart Double Dash, the best mm. one in my opinion. Um, like to this day, the best one. It's so um, good. But yeah, I, I, like during college, like while I was away at college, I didn't really play at all because I uh, I didn't really get into like more kind of like adult-ish games. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you know, you, Nintendogs was cool when I was little, but like obviously it's, it, it gets pretty boring. Um, and I, I was I never played Sims. My parents would never let me get it because they thought I would ruin the computer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't really game at all in college, cool. and I honestly I didn't start gaming as an adult until quarantine hit. Yeah, and then the game that really kind of made me into like now really more of a video games person was Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh wow! Yes, it was like the first. That was the first RPG I played through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a gateway for many people. I think specifically around that time. Yeah. Cause I just had like unlimited time. I bought the switch to play animal crossing new horizons, mm, gotcha. which I love and yes. still love. And I have logged like, I don't even want to tell you how many hours on hundreds. that game, yeah. hundreds of hours on that game. Uh, I did completely reset my Island because <gasps> like, yeah. out of choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm just not liking the landscaping and it's just too much to do it again. That's my main gripe with that game is that all the, all the terraforming and shit just takes forever. They, there needs to be a, a simpler way to do it. But yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was kind of my my gateway into gaming as an adult was that. And then eventually Breath of the Wild shortly after, yes. which I just, I just love. I'm like, wow, open world gaming is like it. And now I've played several Pokemon games, which was another oh, wow. game that I didn't get into as a kid because my brother made it sound so much more fucking complicated than it is. It's yeah. so easy. Yeah. But he made it sound like it was fucking rocket science. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother with that. Yeah. You know, bug and um, rock types. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, also, I, you know, I didn't I mean, I guess we had Google, but I didn't have it like there in the palm of my hand 24 seven. Totally. You know, to look up like, OK, I'm fighting this trainer that has these types what type should i have in my party to fight this trainer yeah you know it was like so much so it's so much easier with uh you know with reddit or google or whatever at your fingertips absolutely uh that's really fun uh i would love to know um has there been a game in the last like year or like what have you been playing lately that you'd like to talk about yeah, so my brother got me the new Kirby game for christmas this yeah, last year forgotten land Yes, yeah. yes. And that's been really, it's so cute and mm-hmm. it's fun and it's not too hard because I still am like not great at video games. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't have like the finger dexterity, I guess. Um, but that one has been really fun. Um, I have Luigi's Mansion 3 on my Switch. Wow, yes. Playing a bit of that. Pikmin Both 3. Both of those are so good. Yeah, Pikmin 3 is a lot of fun. Um. I played Undertale a couple of years ago when he first got it for me. Mm. Um, I have not gotten Tears of the Kingdom yet. I really want to get it, but I know that I'm going to get really sucked in. So I kind of want to wait until like, I don't know, something like if I, yeah. if I, if I, heaven forbid, if I get COVID again, because it yes. seems like everybody's getting it these days um that i'm absolutely go like on the first day that i i am positive i'm gonna get it from like doordash or whatever <laughs> yes yeah there's i mean that game is not going anywhere it's gonna yeah. be there and yeah i think that i really think you're making a good choice of like picking a right time to play it mm-hmm. and you know i mean all full disclosures i've been playing it for almost what september four months now 
and mm-hmm. I'm still playing it. I'm actually playing it more than I ever have. And so it's, it, I think could be a journey like breath of the wild was. I mean, yeah. Did you spend like a, like a while with that oh, game? Or? I spent a long time with that yeah. game. I beat Ganon, but then I went back to my previous save because I decided I want, I wanted to 100% the quests and the temples. Oh, wow. For yes. the shrines. Um, but there is one quest that I didn't do early enough. And it's the one where it's like the little kid in Hatino Village who wants all the different weapons. Oh. And he wants just a regular Bokoblin club. And I can't find him anymore. All of my enemies are too leveled up. None yes. of my enemies carry that weapon anymore. So no. like, I can't complete it. It's so frustrating. Like, I have huh. contemplated just starting over the game yes. which is crazy that's so crazy that's so crazy to do yeah but i have thought about doing it i was like i've done it before i'll do it again bitch dare me yes so like, <laughs> i don't know i i also am disappointed in that game that you can't play in a post ganon hyrule yeah that would be cool like I, I didn't like that that you can't keep playing after you defeat the final mm-hmm. ganon because also he's like he's like not once you have all the shit it's like not that hard to do I am trying to do the DLC, which is maybe too hard. Yeah, like the <laughs> is that the trials? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the the Master Sword trials, I'm not even gonna try. I've, yeah. I just can't. My boyfriend did it. Good for him. Um, <laughs> I watched him do it. It seemed so hard. It's. I was like, if I were you right now, I'd be in tears. Yeah. Um I was like, I'm not about to make myself cry over a video game. I have other things to cry about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the no, just the ones where you have to go back and re like redo the Divine Beast. Ganons. Oh, I don't even think I did this. I'm starting with the Thunderblight Ganon, and oh my god, it's so hard. Maybe it's <laughs> because I haven't played in a long time, so I'm just not used to the battle controls anymore. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But, oh, Jesus Louise, I'm like, I this is not even fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> I don't like who I'm becoming. Yeah, this uh, is making me a very, very grumpy Gus. That's yeah. not why I do this. No, not at all. No grumpy Gusses in Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah. That's that's really fun. Well, you know, before we go ahead and head to break, uh, just I wanted to open it up to you. Is there any game from, like, your whole experience that you haven't gotten to discuss today that, like, you would be bummed out if you didn't mention? Hmm. Thinking. Is there anything else Brad and I used to play together or play together now? I guess I want to say, I want to say a little piece about Undertale. Yes, please. I want to say a little piece about Undertale. It's a trap. The game is a trap. <laughs> I it I finished it and I was like, I'm an evil piece of shit. <laughs> like I and then you can't you cannot go back. Yes. Like the game is is set to like you can never purely reset it. Once you've mm-hmm. played it on a device, you, there is no way to wipe the save data. Yeah. And it's like okay, well I just played this whole game to feel like a war criminal. Thanks. Yeah. It's that's pretty horrifying. Oh, and then oh when I said um it's a trap it made me think of the cake is a lie, which portal. Oh portal my was gosh. another game. I loved to watch my brother play port and I would actually play with him. I would play yeah. portal with him because there was like the multiplayer, right? Yeah. They had a co-op in the second game, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Portal two. Yeah. We would play, we would play portal together. And that was, I thought that was a fun game. And I also love to watch my brother play dead rising. Oh, that's a fun game too. Yeah. And I remember him, he was trying to get this achievement where you like killed however many zombies in however much time uh-huh. and so he just got in like the ice cream truck and was driving through like a, a 
crowd of them <laughs> and taped the joystick down while we ate dinner. That's incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just like going in circles or something, yeah. just running over. Mm-hmm. Just boards. mowing down zombies. Yeah. Oh. While we had dinner. And it was so he could get like a big foam bear head or something. Hey, like <laughs> worth it. Uh, worth it. Did you know that um the both portal games are available on Switch now? Really? Yeah, it's like a $20 like portal collection. It's I think those first two games together. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll get that then. Cause like I, I'm I'm always looking for like good two player games because yeah. Will is so lame. Like he won't play Pikmin with me. He's like, this is for babies. I'm like, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Dude. Like, are you kidding me? But he's just like, he wants games where it's like a gun. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so maybe he'd play Portal with me because uh you, you know, should have your portal gun. gun. Yeah. You have a gun. He does, I if bet there's he would no... find... I'm hopeful that he'd find that interesting. Yeah, me too. But he's yeah. just like, I don't want no game with no gun. Yeah. I gotta have gun game. Okay, yeah. gun boy. Uh <laughs> that's great. Well, Which is crazy because he is not a gun guy at all. Like yeah. my dad's taking him hunting and he's like, I felt deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but like in the game setting, I kind of get that. Like I well, I don't really play realistic shooters like yeah. i'm not a fan of the call of duty series for a bunch of reasons yeah. but like i do like a space shooter like a halo and yeah recently i try i've been getting into you know three years late apex legends which is gun-based but it's like it's it's different in a different world enough to where it doesn't feel real right yeah, yeah. and he he likes specifically the call of duty for xbox 360 yes that is like so old that like the servers are kind of down like he was paying for an xbox live subscription so that he could play wow 20 year old fucking or however old yeah call of duty game against like a broke 11 year old yeah because it's like (laughs) who else has that game yeah who got that handed Um, down and yeah, he uh he he likes the classics. Cool. <laughs> he likes the classics. He like he's like I don't want the new Xbox. I don't want Modern Warfare. Like I want the classics. Yeah, I can resonate with that. Uh, yeah. Well, Meredith, uh, it's been so fun to just hear from you about your history, your very rich history of you know with video games up until this point. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about all things uh, original Animal Crossing. So I'll see you on the other side. For sure. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. It's me, Connor McCabe. Back again with Meredith Dillon to talk about Animal Crossing. Meredith, hello. Hi. Uh, Here we go. Just about to do, like I told you before the show, a little table setting for this game. Um, And then we'll get into, you know, uh, your personal history with it. Like I said before, too, if you want to interrupt me at any time or add something that's important uh, context-wise for this one, go for it. Um, But without further ado, uh, Animal Crossing. And yeah, folks, we're talking about the original is a 2001 social simulation game developed and published by Nintendo for the GameCube. However, originally, uh, it is it is the first game in the Animal Crossing series, but it's an enhanced version of the Nintendo 64 game, which I think has been translated as like Animal Forest, which 
uh, came out in Japan, uh, this I think in uh, 2001 as well. Um, so did you know that it was originally on the N64 for just Japan? I did not know that. Um, and I was doing a little brushing up on the game's history Ooh. myself. And apparently ah. it was the first iteration was actually like an RPG, but it didn't do very well. Oh, according interesting. To, according to the good folks at Wikipedia. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was not aware that there was a previous version of it. I know that with Nintendo games, that can sometimes be the case where mm-hmm. they release kind of like a, almost like a beta version to Japan before they bring it to the American market. Yeah. Um, but as far as I knew, it was the first of its kind. And I'm pretty sure that the only reason I knew that it existed is because my brother had learned about it and told us yes. about it. That makes um, sense. Probably because he wanted me to have an interest in video games and all the games we were playing were too hard for me and I, mm-hmm. I would get frustrated and I didn't want to do it. And uh, uh, the, the brilliance that is Nintendogs was not yet, not yet released. Um, <laughs> and so he probably... Like, I don't remember getting it. I only remember playing it. But yes. if I had to guess, he probably asked my mom to buy it for me for my birthday or something like from him. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. To be like, this is a game that Meredith can play. Yes. Um, Which is so fucking sweet. God, I, I should call him. I love my brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we talk all the time. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I remember playing it. I only remember playing it at my house in Memphis, which means that I was playing it before I was like 11 years old. Yes. Um, pretty young. Yeah. So I probably played it. I, I remember playing it for like quite a while. Um, so I probably started playing it when I was like eight, seven or eight. Yes. I played it till I was like 10. Gotcha. Yeah. But um, you, you had the, you were the game, you had the GameCube and it was the, this was yeah. a really big deal. Like to put, just to give a little more context before we dive too far into it, um, for you at least, uh, yeah, this game was like, uh, there have been simulation games that were out there like life Sims, uh, like there's the harvest moon series. There's plenty of others, but this was the first one that I feel like sort of made its way into a lot of Nintendo, at least in our, maybe our generation because there were games before this uh, that were that was like this. And I think there was such an appeal of like you play, you know, kind of like all the Animal Crossing games. You play a character who moves into a town, a city, an island, whatever the setting is of that game. In this case, just a town. And uh, you are you sort of like help build and grow the town and pay off your debt so that you can live there. You're everyone else in the town is an animal you're the only human like character um there were anthropomorphic animals i mean people are the animal crossing series now as you know is incredibly popular and one of the best-selling games on the switch was is new horizons but back in the day it was a little more niche and uh a little uh just just not near as well known um last things i really want to uh uh include uh about this um, is that the the director was Katsuya Iguchi and also uh, another person Hisashi uh, Nagami. Um, the the musical composer was Kazumi uh, Todaka, which I will a little preview for you in the fun facts section. I have something fun to share about him. Um, yeah, and uh, this game was like it was a critical success, and I, for the GameCube, which did really poor actually, despite how much so many of us love it, um, it did really well as a title on that uh console as well you um you could save your game on a little memory card and you could visit each other like friends towns if yeah. you had like like a like a friend like if my friend brought his memory card over and put it in the other slot 
I could go check out his town and vice versa. Um, yeah, it's one of the more, um, oh, it's also, this is an animal crossing game. I don't know if you remember this, but like where the villagers were still could be mean to you. Um, and now they're all very, very nice. Um, but, uh, I don't have much other context to include about just like the game itself. Oh, I will say it released in Japan on December 14th, 2001 for the GameCube. Uh, and then in North America, it didn't come out until September of the next year. So 2002, um, as far as like bullet points about the game before we, you know, dive a little further into your history with it, Meredith, is there anything else you want to include? Um, I think it must've been kind of a niche game. I mean, I didn't really have other friends that played video games. Yeah. Um, in the early two thousands, video games very much seemed like a quote unquote, like a boy thing. Definitely. Um, and I think probably the only reason my family even was aware of it was my brother used to get like a video game magazine oh like a monthly yes or like a quarterly something publication um and he probably read about it in there i'm sure he could tell you the name of the magazine he remembers everything but i i can't think of what it is but yeah. um yeah i remember it was kind of like a weird niche <laughs> thing and also that he did try to get me into harvest moon because he was like it's very similar oh interesting i was like no i only have eyes for animal crossing yeah um yeah and i i i loved it i i just it was like so fun and so simple that's great uh the i'll say for i don't know what magazine he would have had but nintendo did have their own it was called nintendo power could have been nintendo power that's what he had yes yeah 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 yeah. it was essentially just like you know nintendo being like hey here's our next games buy it as opposed to like it was like ads yeah that's that's what it wasn't hey i was drinking the kool-aid i'm i was on board it, it was less <laughs> of my a parents were just yeah happy that he was like oh he's gonna read a publication all right great yeah very you know, cultured art have, like tips and stuff and then my brother like in high school started collecting time magazines and and collected them all the way through college interesting yeah. wow he's a freaking nerd i love him but he's a nerd brad <laughs> <laughs> just getting all just so much uh so many shout outs today i love it uh, yeah, yeah i'm gonna have to tell him to listen to this and he's gonna be like what the hell you could be a nerd <laughs> <laughs> i am but like why'd you say that uh yeah um well okay so i'm i'll ask you a few questions about this game do you remember um like what once you were playing it looking all the way back you know at this point what you enjoyed or what like drew you in about the game yeah, I mean, obviously I was like an eight-year-old girl, so talking animals, that's like instantly so appealing. Um, and also like you're a kid and this gave you like, you had a sense of agency. You're like, mm-hmm. I am like in charge of this town. I can buy furniture. I can redecorate my house. You know, I can like, gosh, I don't, I don't think you could plant stuff back then. Or maybe you could plant like flowers. Maybe just flower. Well, I think you uh, you could fish. I love the fishing yes. uh, part of it. Just like the timing, the simple like timing. It was like, it's almost like kind of meditative. Like I probably enjoyed it for the same reasons I enjoy the current one is because it's just kind of like very relaxing, but also obviously now I'm an adult, I can buy my own furniture and move it around and do whatever the hell I want. But as a kid, (laughs) it was like, this is your room. These are, this is the furniture we bought you. Like, we're not going to redecorate your room just because you want to. And in this game, I could redecorate my room however much I wanted to. And you know, it, and it was just cute. Like the same reason that like a little, when at least when I was a little girl, I liked cute stuff, you know? Yeah. And so just, yeah, the talking animals were appealing to me. And um, I loved the mayor, Tortimer, which he gets oh, a shout yes. out in New Horizons, which is very sweet. And I love, he's on Harv's Island. If you get all the, the little storefronts on Harv's Island, he's over there, which I thought was very, a sweet little nod. Yes. Uh, 
I remember um, playing this game, and uh, I don't know if you remember the opening scene that they have in a lot of these games where I think in the first one you're on the train, I want to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that cat is talking to you, but there was something even about just like talking to this cat and like telling him a couple things about yourself, which like then determines sort of what your character looks like Mm -hmm. um, that I like immediately was like, whoa, this is like not like anything I've played. And mm-hmm. I do enjoy this. Uh, did your uh, brother also have like a uh, like? Did he move into the same town? Did he play it as well? No, so he actually didn't play it. It was just oh, kind wow. of like my thing. Like he had bought it for me, and it was for me. And I think yeah. it was too simple, so it wasn't really interesting to him anymore. Because he was like, if I was seven or eight, he was like eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Harvest Moon is at least a little more interesting, and I would yeah. watch him play Harvest Moon. And I, I remember him getting me, like, trying to get me to play it. But I think I still had that thing in my head of, like, it's too hard. Like, everything, everything but this one game is too hard for me at this stage in my yes. life. Um, which is ridiculous, because Harvest Moon is a very simple game. Um, but I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was so resistant to it, and I don't know why. But uh, maybe, it was too, maybe it was too much reading. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, that's a lie. I was a good reader at that age. <laughs> Hair toss. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I just, I loved the, it was, I, I think I just loved that it was talking animals. Like I thought it yeah. was so cute and so cool. And, and I think I kind of liked that they would be like a little sassy to you. Yes. You know, like the cranky villagers or whatever. And I would like try to get them to like me. Okay. That's very indicative of a deep personal um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I kind of liked that it wasn't just, it felt more, it felt more like real, I guess mm-hmm. that the, the villagers had kind of different personalities yeah um and i wish they had more i I wish that in the in the new game and new horizons instead of adding just more character designs i wish they did add a couple of more personality types that characters could have because characters with the same personalities have the same dialogue Mm -hmm. um and i liked that i like that you give them nicknames or have them give you a nickname oh Um, my gosh i remember making them say the weirdest stuff to me (laughs) Or, like, yes. you try to, like, have, like, a swear word or, like, your nickname be, like, crap or something. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the game – I don't remember if the game would, like, allow that, but I remember trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember trying. I think I – there was one character I didn't like, and I made his catchphrase, like, diaper or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's so funny. So we'd just be like, catch you later, diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cause they, yeah, they would ask you like, Hey, I'm looking for a new catchphrase. Do you have any suggestions? And yeah, gosh, thinking about it, I think like the fact that you could add to the museum and stuff too, and you could go get coffee. It just felt like kind of adult. And like I said, I was not allowed to have the Sims. So this was kind of like as close as I could get to the Sims. Absolutely. I don't know that I ever even really asked for the Sims. Maybe my parents, like, I don't know why I didn't have it. Cause I would play it at friends' houses. Maybe I think they literally just were like, no, it's going to destroy the computer. Because um, I had Zoo Tycoon and it did kind of destroy the computer. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, It made it run so fucking slow. Yep. Um, we had issues like that at our home too. And yeah. it was always me. Yeah. So I think after after the Zoo Tycoon uh, fiasco, my parents were like, no more. No more PC games. Um, But yeah, especially as young as I was, I think it just made me feel a little more grown up. And it was a video game that I didn't ever need help with. Like I oh, never yeah. had to ask my brother, how do I do this? Or what do I do? Like I could figure it out entirely on my own. Mm. And I think that's another part 
of it that made it interesting to me is like I didn't have to have Brad at home or in the room to like ask him questions I could just do it all on my own it made me feel like very independent I think yeah I'm sure like empowering too um especially being like you know you purchased you were telling me you participated a bunch but would observe a lot too and that's really awesome uh and special and it it makes sense why you would you know bring it on as like a meaningful one to you uh yeah do do you remember like uh, you mentioned Tortimer do you remember Mm -hmm. other characters whether it was like specific villagers or like you know the the characters that are in every person's town like Tom Nook anybody that sticks out to you obviously Tom Nook like love Tom Nook and he was more he was ruder in the older games oh yeah every time he would go buy something he'd be like um you owe me money bitch yes <laughs> um he wouldn't be like oh don't worry about it he'd be like um TikTok, like yeah you have you owe me i got a family um, to feed over here yeah exactly um i don't think timmy and tommy were in the first game but yeah they uh, were. uh maybe he was a bachelor back in those days um <laughs> i remember i had teddy was one of my villagers mm. so i when i got new horizons i only remembered a couple of my original villagers and it was teddy and cherry the pink dog oh yeah um and i was like i need i need them i need those two and yes. I, so i went like island hopping until i found them um and i had bob as well and i loved bob what which kind is of the purple cat purple cat okay cool yeah and Ted- teddy is just like a brown bear who looks like kind of like a classic teddy bear he's got big square eyebrows yes um those are the three that i remember the most and then blathers obviously Mm. in the museum (laughs) his fear of bugs so cute so random um i love that does he make himself fall asleep when he or is he falling is he asleep when you talk to him sometimes he sleeps during the day okay yes an owl so he's nocturnal Mm -hmm. so he sleeps during the day and i also liked as a kid that like every time as an adult when I'm playing and he's like, would you like to learn about this bug? I'm like, nah. but as a kid, I'd be like, hell yeah. Teach yeah. me about this bug. Uh-huh. And then I'd run around and be like, I know bug facts. Yes. Like it was, it was kind of like one of those, like, um, you know, those books, you know what I'm talking about? Like as a kid that you would get and it was like white and it had like picture. You know what I'm talking about? Like it was, it was like, like fact was not... books sort of. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like an encyclopedia. It was like a, it was thin, but it was like a children's encyclopedia kind of. Yes. Um, uh, I remember like something like that that my we may have had that but specifically there's a like one of my best friends moms and my mom would trade off driving the kids to school depending on like who was available my mom was a nurse so like it would often be my friend's mom driving us because she'd be at work already but in the back of their like uh the like seat uh the back of the car seats you know how they have those like what do you what would you call that the pocket pocket a seat back pocket. Yeah. See, I wasn't kidding when I said my brain wasn't working very well. Um, <laughs> but they had, they were not like, um, until later, they were not like a video game family. They were an outside, like, creative group. They're very cool. Uh, but they had one of those. And it was like, mm-hmm. sort of like um, rectangular shaped almost. Yeah. I'm not doing a good job here, a but kind of like are. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. Um, and I just remember, like, they were, like, thin and long. And we would yeah. just flip through like dinosaur facts or stuff like that. Yeah, like animal yeah. facts, like whatever. But it was it was that same kind of appeal of like when you're a kid, like it, it feels very empowering to learn stuff about the world and not to have to ask an adult, but to learn stuff on your own. It feels very empowering. Definitely. You know? So yeah, I think it was like at the time I didn't realize that this game was so empowering to me, but like as an adult, I think that that was a huge part of the appeal. 
um as a kid i was just like oh it's cute and it's my and it's mine this yes. is not like my brother's game that he lets me play this is i think it was the first video game that was like my game mm. so this was probably the first video game that i myself ever owned yes that's um, uh that's meaningful and that's very sweet yeah. too yeah yeah like even the even the rugrats in paris game i think probably we got for brad and then i would play it yeah um or he bought it for me but i couldn't figure it out so he ended up playing it yes <laughs> um do you remember uh like did you ever have a time in this game where you took time off and then came back to your town and yes. saw what had happened yes yes and it's so it's very stressful it's the reason i haven't touched new horizons in a long time because i <laughs> yes i hadn't touched it in a long time and now i'm like oh my god the weeds i can't even think about it <laughs> I, I remember like like i think they probably use the same sound effect in the new one i, I can't yeah, remember like, for sure you yeah walk in your house and it's like and there's fucking just yeah, roaches everywhere yeah Terrifying. shocking and i did love running around to try to like ru- like step on them which is cool yeah, yeah. but like it was, I... it was like a little fun yeah and the little ghost comes up yes and you're like oh yeah. no i do feel bad about that uh it's like undertale all over again yeah gosh um <laughs> well so i mean i like i feel like i've gotten to hear oh no i know what i want to ask you about um i almost totally forgot to ask you about like the context of your life you've talked about it a bit and broad or specific i want to hear a little bit more first can you do a little scene painting for me on like where the game and the gamecube would have been set up and what that room was like yes okay so in my parents house clear my throat there um (laughs) my parents house in memphis the house that i grew up in was like kind of like your classic like 90s house Mm -hmm. and in the upstairs there was like uh i think at this time it was probably a guest bedroom but it did eventually become my bedroom but it was like a bedroom like a like a kind of a a bathroom with like two sinks and then a, a big room that when I was a kid was my dad's office and later became my brother's room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a catwalk oh. between these rooms and the, this big uh, like bonus room over the garage. And it was like a balcony on both sides. Oh, so it cool. was like railings with like whatever banister things, like all the way across. And it was just like this hall with like this floating hallway basically. Yeah. Interesting. And so it was like, amazing for throwing beanie babies off of amazing for throwing <laughs> uh arm, army men with little plastic parachutes off of we had a lot of fun throwing shit off the belt or off yeah. the catwalk like a lot of fun throwing shit off the catwalk um and so we had the playroom over the garage which also had stairs that went directly down to the kitchen so it was like ideal mm. um and it was this kind of this big room like contractor beige carpeting uh just contractor beige walls we never painted it or anything because it was mm-hmm. just kind of like me and my brother's room to like destroy as we saw yes it um <laughs> and there was eventually a computer in there where i would play reader rabbit that was oh, one for me freaking reader rabbit i played a reader rabbit game on the pc that's all I i'll almost say feel like i could taste the little cookies that you would make in like the <laughs> counting game like i feel like i could taste what that tastes like probably because i was eating cookies at the time that i was playing it but <laughs> that room like there was always like some kind of a um when we were little a brio setup which is like the wooden train tracks you know oh yeah the thomas the tank trains that would magnetize to each other yes and then as i got older there would always be some kind of a giant uh connects mm-hmm. um creation that my brother had made like we had one that was like a roller coaster that had a battery pack in it and would like run a roller coaster like through a loop that's um, awesome 
he loved like building toys when we were kids and then obviously like i was like barbies kind of like strewn here there and about but more so brats i love brats my mom let me have brats because she wanted me to be cool <laughs> Even, and like i had so many friends who mom, whose moms were like those dolls are sluts you can't have those <laughs> those dolls are sluts Ooh. so like my, i have friends who come and be like can we play with the brats and i'd be like hell yeah um, that can be bad at my house yeah it can be bad at my house we can we can play with the slutty dolls um <laughs> and uh and then there would be like there was a the recliner i think was up there my dad's old recliner was up there eventually and I, there was a day bed. It was like a twin bed that we'd use like a day bed and then probably like a bean bag or something. Mm-hmm. But usually we would mostly sit on, and children would sit on the floor. Yeah. Um, especially children of the nineties. I don't know if kids today sit on the floor anymore, but back then that's the only place there was to sit. Kids today, they don't play outside enough or sit on the floor. <laughs> they, don't, they, they, they got weak legs and strong backs. These yeah. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And then, Oh, we had this big, it was like a big, like bubble TV, like a really yes. deep, big, heavy TV. Mm-hmm. And it was, there was like a, um, like a built-in, like a big kind of like cutout in the wall Oh yeah, with like shelving up inside of it, you know, like oh, a interesting. it was like a, like a built-in entertainment system that was there for that kind of TV. And it was very deep because TVs back then were huge. Mm-hmm. And so it would have been up there and there was like a shelf underneath it where the game systems would have been, or the GameCube probably was on the ground because the controller, uh, cords didn't reach all the way up there. Mm-hmm. So the GameCube was on the ground. And I remember one time, well, this was so scary. I was like really, I was really young. I was like 10 or younger. And I was trying to scooch the TV out so that I could plug something into the back of oh, it. Like yes. the yellow, the yellow, white, and red uh, audio jacks. So I could like adjust those. And I scooched it out too far and the TV started to fall on me. And I remember screaming for my brother because yeah. he was, my, my mom was like across the street or something. She was like not far, mm-hmm. but my brother and I were home alone. And I remember screaming for my brother and he ran in and like pushed the TV back up on the shelf and like saved me. Oh my gosh! How's that? Wow. Yeah, I can't believe I, I haven't thought about that in, amazing I moment about that in forever. I don't even know if he remembers that. I'll have to tell him. No, because then I'll be like, "You owe me." Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, Brad, if you're listening to this right now, you didn't just hear that. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the setup, and um, yeah, I, I loved that playroom. That was like site of like every childhood memory that i have was like yeah. a playroom that's very the, special the catwalk too what a random thing that you would never ever see in a house today yeah no that's like even imagining it i'm like i don't know if i've seen anything like that in a house yeah, that's very cool it was a very unique feature of our of our childhood home that i i loved and i would i yeah would throw everything in, in everything under the sun that would not like make a dent in the floor or like cause a head injury got thrown off that balcony totally yeah, uh for sure I, thank you so much for for scene painting that is so vivid i feel like i'm i can definitely picture it um <laughs> i guess the last thing i sort of want to ask you is um like do you remember broad or specific and you've kind of given us a specific memory with the tv incident already <laughs> broad or specific i'd love to hear anything you remember about that like time in your life man a lot of stuff. I, I have like, this is another testament to my parents are good parents. And I am fortunate to have had a a very good childhood. Um, I I remember my fourth birthday party. Okay. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. But this was been before that, but this this is what a memory that stands out uh, at that house. My birthday is October 4th and we rented a bounce house. And then it turned off to be like the first cold day of the year. 
Oh, it was like no. cold and gray and shitty. And I remember we all still went out and bounced from the bounce house. And it was like, there were some kids that didn't want to go, but me and this kid who lived down the street, we'd be like, yeah, no, fuck it. We're, we're doing it. <laughs> and then also we had, it was like Minnie Mouse themed. And my parents oh. made me blueberry muffins in the morning. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And then we had, yeah. God, I loved that house. We had this big, we had a big backyard fenced in with a swing set. Mm-hmm. And the dirt under the swings, it, like the grass under the swings would just turn into dirt. Yes. And <laughs> we would make mud pies, like literally make mud pies and stuff. <laughs> um, and I remember my parents, like when we were moving out, they like resodded the backyard and they found a bunch of Hot Wheels cars, like <laughs> like like buried yes. under the swing set from where we had like stuck them in the mud. Yes. That's yeah. so funny. I miss that house. The people that bought it, it was a brick house. The people that bought it, like, lime washed it and made it white. Oh. But shame on you if you're listening. I know. Oh, and if you, oh, if you touch that catwalk, I swear to God. Yeah. It got your number. Uh, Meredith will be back in Memphis in a flash. <laughs> uh, is it, is that place, like, close to where your parents live now since they yes. moved back? Yeah. So we lived in a town called Carville when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Um, and they now live in a town called Piperton, which is like basically just outside of Fireville. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, we live in this neighborhood called Halley Plantation and I went to private school and I went to private school with this girl named Peyton Halley and her family like owned my neighborhood. What the hell? Which was crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that was something you could do. <laughs> yeah. And then also at the school that we went to, so we were like, my parents were like, pretty solidly middle class yeah. um, and are now more like upper middle class. Mm-hmm. But when we were kids, we were like of the kids at school, there was like really, really freaking rich kids there. Yes. So if my brother didn't get the newest gaming system, like the day it came out, he'd be like, mom, are we poor? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And they were like, no, what the yeah. hell? Your, your like uh, perception is warped because all these filthy rich kids totally totally um yeah no i love that house so much we had linoleum flooring in the kitchen Mm. one time when i was a kid i strapped um sponges to my feet and poured dawn all over the floor and tried to be like the mice in cinderella and like (laughs) made a humongous mess oh yeah i think it was because i had used my easy bake oven and i got blue frosting everywhere i was like i know what to do (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna make cleaning fun oh gosh then, yeah my mom had to spend like two hours cleaning up all this stuff. have Bless you ever her. like driven by this house mm-hmm. yeah. yeah a lot Take of times a nostalgic trip memphis, yeah a lot of times when we're home in memphis we'll drive we'll drive down lake page drive in halley plantation wow oh my goodness um meredith i've heard so much great stuff about you know your experience with this <laughs> game and the context of your life um before we move on to like some of the post-show segments and wrap things up um, is there anything either about the game that you didn't or your life that you didn't get to discuss um, uh, that you'd like to share? And if not, would you just wrap up like whatever place this game held for you? Yeah, so I'm like deeply in like a, 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 a like a I'm in my mind castle now, of like all these memories of this yeah. house and my brother and these gaming systems and these games and and yeah, it's just, it's been such a special thing for me throughout my whole life and such a, such a thing that I'm so grateful to have had. And I think that it, video games are like unjustly maligned. Are you taking this clip? Um, clip it. Take this clip, take this clip <laughs> for, the case, for the case. Um, unjustly maligned, 
Uh, and yeah, I think that like violent video games for young kids can have some negative consequences, but I think that like RPGs and like, uh, you know, life simulation games can be like really educational and empowering for kids. And, um, and yeah, can really be something that bring, that bring families together. Um, yeah, now I'm, I'm, I want to go to Memphis and drive past, <laughs> and drive past my old house. I'm like feeling so freaking nostalgic right now. Yes. Um, Mission accomplished then. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. A, a little journey to the past. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's great. Well, you know, I know we're not done here, but thank you so much for bringing on this game and sharing so much about, you know, your life from that time. It's been so much fun to hear. Uh, that was a blast. Uh, but I'll go ahead and lead us into our, our post-show segments. The yeah, first great, of which. If you just let fun. me keep talking about my childhood forever, we will literally be here until it gets dark. So <laughs> you need to cut me off. <laughs> well, he, then, hey. Here, here goes the cutting off. Uh, the first <laughs> segment I've got for you is, of course, the Fact Me by Your Game segment, where I'm just going to share some fun facts with you, the guest, about the game you brought on today. Um, Hit me. These all, the two facts I have today are coming from uh, a YouTube channel that I often cite uh, during this segment called Did You Know Gaming? Uh, I think you as an Animal Crossing fan in general will like their uh, their video on Animal Crossing because it actually talks about the whole series. Um Wonderful, wonderful channel. Anyway, the first fact I have for you, I have titled Blazle It Up, folks. Now, there is an unused squirrel villager in the game that was designed uh, and programmed, but that's not actually in the first Animal Crossing, that fans uh, didn't even have a name, that fans were nicknamed, have nicknamed Blazle due to looking like a cross of villagers Bliss and Hazel. Um, the only, this has just been found in like digging in the code of the game that this exists. And, uh, the only dialogue that the character was programmed with is actually one of Cap'n's lines. The little guy who take you like, you know, on the boat. Yeah. So that's the only dialogue that they were programmed with. So I'm, you know, speculation is that, um, that they were, uh, that they didn't, they didn't include any of their lines in the game because they didn't get that far into you know, having the character intended to be in it. Um, but for unknown reasons, I guess, uh, you're able to, you can hack the character into the game. I think I have to be on a computer. But if you do that, they'll just recite random villager dialogue because there's none that there's like tied to them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this like little red squirrel looking thing called Blazel um, is just hidden in the code. Uh, the second fact I have for you. Uh, I just have titled K.K. Slider. I'm sure you're familiar with the musician. Oh my god, I can't believe we talk about K.K. Slider. Yes, I love K.K. Slider. Like an icon from this game, the the like white dog who plays music and yes, uh, it's just a charmer. So uh, K.K. is actually said to be based on series composer Kazumi Tataka. Um, Tataka has uh, has left a tune named Tataka Song in many of the games that he's actually worked on, such as super mario land 2 yoshi story and a, a japanese game called uh for whom the frog bell tolls uh and this uh song can be accessed in the original game by requesting kk play a song um it's yes. like if you hear Tataka's song which you could definitely look up it's there's a chance you could recognize it because it's just this like very simple sort of like tune that plays I think um, I'm thinking of it right now, and I can't get the melody straight enough in my head to try to, like, sing it, but, like, yes. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I'll do it now, and it's going to sound terrible, but it's 
it almost sounds like it's not even in tune sometimes. So it goes something along the lines of this, and a listener's gonna love this. It goes like dum ba da ba da bum 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 dum ba da da dum bum 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 kind of like that yeah like, no that it, t- that totally rings a bell like there's no you wouldn't write lyrics to it but it's to talk a song so it's included in just a bunch of stuff well the lyrics to anything in animal crossing or anything that kk sings is like <laughs> that is fair uh anyway those are our facts for today that's the fact me by your game segment and i'll lead us into the final one of the show the game recommendations now meredith the game recommendations is this segment is my one forced tie into the movie Call Me by Your Name, of which this <laughs> podcast uh, uh, almost shares the exact same title of. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to treat Animal Crossing as your passionate, you know, summer fling that you had in Italy that, you know, spoiler alert, isn't going to work out. And in order to help you get over this heartbreak, I'm going to recommend to you three games that all have something in common with that okay. fling. So I'm I'm done crying into the fireplace and now yes. I'm ready to move on. Okay. Yep. A bingo. And I, and I'm setting <laughs> you up on a date uh, so you take your pick here. Um if you want another life simulator but with a farm focus, we're going to talk about a game that we you actually brought up I think today, Harvest Moon 64. I would love to check that game out. Honestly, thinking back about it, I wish that I had played that game more because it's there's a lot more storyline to it. You can develop more. It it it's you can develop. It's like it's it's like a storyline game. Like you can develop different relationships with different characters, and and there's like different goals to have different relationships with different characters. And it, it's just there's more to it than something definitely like crossing. So I definitely would be down to check that out. It's one I've always wanted to play as well, but it's it's kind of an expensive N sixty four game to find, and they've not put it on Switch Online. So uh, I love a way. Got it. I bet I bet we've got it. I bet my parents have it still. I don't think we've ever gotten rid of any of our video games. I really don't. I guess the the next trip you make home, you might be going down a Harvest Moon hole. Um, yeah. So sure. that's the first recommendation. You know, one that's a bit of a throwback to like the nostalgia age for for us. Um, if you want, you're like, you know what? I'm stuck on this. I want a life sim, but I need more juicy relationships. And hey, I want a little combat now that you're a little more combat uh, proficient in your as a video gamer now. I'll recommend uh, an absolute classic, and that's Stardew Valley. Oh, okay. Have you ever played I this one? I remember Brad also playing this one. Yes. Um, Brad has played, like, almost every game that exists. And yeah. you know what? If we didn't own it, he probably was getting it from Blockbuster. Oh. You could, rent, you could get games from Blockbuster back in the day. Kids yes. don't know this. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? But yeah, so... you could get games from Blockbuster back in the day, and I think probably he got it from there, and he would, like, beat a game in a weekend. That checks out. Now, this game actually is pretty new, and you can get it on your Switch. Oh, really? It came out in, like, I want to say 2016, 2017. There uh, was an older version of it, right? So, actually, it is a spiritual successor to the Harvest Moon series. Oh, um, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's developed by one person. I think the they go by Concerned Ape is, like, their username. And uh, this is, like, I think this would be a great fit for you on the switch currently it's it's one of those that everyone loves that i i've been holding as like a rainy day game for years at this point who else maybe brad's playing it now then could be because i feel like i've heard him talk about it before it's on like every platform at least switch and pc it's available on so 
if you're looking, you know, for something a little more modern uh, with just a more, even more in it, Stardew mm-hmm. Valley is an option for you. And for your final recommendation is if what you loved most about this game, which you did actually, I'm really happy you brought this up. I got, I'm getting lucky here. Is if you just like people to be mean to you, you want to play a game where people are a little <laughs> more mean, not so nice like the current Animal Crossing, <laughs> then I'll recommend a game you brought up, Portal 2. The robots are so mean to you in that game. They are. They're yes. so mean. <laughs> yes. So mean. So that's my final recommendation to you. Uh, and again, you can get it on your Switch. Um, for you today, we had Harvest Moon 64, Stardew Valley, and Portal 2. Uh, that'll do it for the game recommendations. And that'll actually bring us to the end of the show. So uh, before we go and, and and plug some stuff, just wanted to say thanks again for coming on the pod today, Meredith. It was so much fun to, you know, hear more about your life and get to know you a little better. Absolutely. I had so much fun. Um, I'm so freaking full of myself. I love talking about myself. So I also had a really great time. Maybe one day <laughs> I'll ask you questions about yourself. Hey, you know what? I'm in no rush. So we could take our time. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I so appreciate you having me on and I've had so much fun kind of taking a little nostalgic trip through, uh, you know, not just my my journey with with uh, games, but kind of my my whole relationship with my brother, who yeah. I've known famously my whole entire life. So, um, yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll tell him to listen to this one and, you know, hopefully he can because we're, we're, we're like all siblings. We're not great at telling each other to our faces how much we mean to each other yes. so hopefully he can just listen to this and kind of get the picture yeah i um, think i think unless you say something pretty uh you know uh hateful in the next couple of minutes i think that's gonna work out <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll try i'll try to keep a lid on it um, I, I usually save that stuff for face to face okay <laughs> now we're talking uh well again it was so much fun having you on thank you uh on your way out today do you have anything you want to plug whether it's social media upcoming shows anything yeah, absolutely. Um, you can catch me on Herald Night with my team, Headbutt. Uh, it's going to be starting, I guess, what you said, this September 18th. It'll be every other Monday. Yep. Um, and I'll be up at the same night as Connor's team, so you Heck can yeah. catch us both. Um, and then you can come see Shag, my girls' team, Shag. We play once a month at UCB um, at 10 p.m., third Sunday of the month. Cool. And then you can catch my team Whistling Prince with We Improv. Uh, uh, I think second Fridays, you can also catch Shag at We Improv. Second and fourth Fridays at the Clubhouse. If you live in LA and you know what that is. Um, and if you don't, it's the place right next to the Johns in the parking lot with Fat Burger that looks like an optometry place. But it yes. is not that. It is a comedy <laughs> theater. Um, and uh, yeah, listen to me on Reactivators. Hell yeah. I'm on a, a good handful of those pods. And you don't just listen to reactivators in general. It's a good pod. If you like Absolutely. this pod, you'll like that pod. So hosted by lovely place. Lovely Nick pod. Costanza and Tyler Moss, of course. Uh <laughs> well, our dear friends. <laughs> are, are, and that's exactly what their real names are. Uh well, um, uh, thanks again, Meredith. I'll, I'll go ahead and just close this out with some plugs of my own. The Show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. The show is produced, edited, and the music was composed by Jeremy Schmidt. You can give him a little tip of your cap. A thank you for putting all that work into this show by checking out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show, something that you got to go on at some point, Meredith. You'd be a great guest on that show. It's just oh, we goof off. To. 
Uh, love goofing, love games. Two of my favorite G words. Hey, there we go. Um, so yeah, you can check out his podcast wherever you get shows. It's also a part of this network as well. You can follow me on uh, social media at Connor underscore McCabe on Twitter and Instagram. If you're on Blue Sky, I'm over there at uh, just at Connor McCabe. Uh, you can also follow the show, uh, you know, like I already said, on all sorts of social media platforms. I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool. 69. I haven't been streaming that much lately, um, but I'll get back to it. I'm streaky. And lastly, <laughs> is if, uh, you know, you like me in, this, in the conversations I have with people on this podcast, you got to check us out at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Uh, what is this website that I'm referring to? It's where all of our bonus video game content lives. If you subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier, uh, which is $10 a month, you get three bonus podcasts a week, which is 12 podcasts a month. And again, if you like me and the bunch of the people we've been referencing on the show, that's a ton of great stuff that you're going to love, including, you know, we talked about, you mentioned Sonic Adventure 2 Battle uh, earlier. We're playing the the game that came before that, Sonic Adventure, for our current games club like I already said, every Friday we got a brand new episode that comes out there for the for the DJ Toads. I do an episode once a month uh, where I have a version of this show where I have a group of people on to hear about a meaningful game to to the group of us, or we play a new one. Meredith, I got. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you at some point um, to be on that. I'll, I'll find a game that either you've played in your past or that uh, that like we want to try out. Um, yeah, I would love to. I would love to. I would love to. I, you know, I'm looking for, I'm looking for new games. So for perfect. Sure. About a year ago, actually, I did an episode on Mario Kart Double Dash. There's like, oh really? Yeah, it was so much fun. There, there's about 38 episodes of that banked. There's so much stuff. Again, Patreon.com/slash/SuperNPCRadio. Uh, if you want to support the show uh, and get more bonus podcasts uh, for a really reasonable rate, check us out there. But that'll do it. For this episode of Call Me By Your Game, we will see you on the next one.